Hey, I hope you're having a great day today. Welcome to Daily Dose. Hope you join us today as we dive into scripture and we take a look at what God's word has to say for us today. Hey, how are you doing today? It is October 31st and welcome to Daily Dose. Today's going to be different than probably any of my previous Daily Doses uh, because as we celebrate today uh, is, you know, I know we celebrate Halloween in America, but there's another celebration that we celebrate today as Baptists, as Protestants. We celebrate the Great Reformation Day. Uh, and it's a wonderful celebration. And so what I'm going to do is at the end of each week, I'm going to be testing out something. Uh, this is something that I'm a little interested in doing maybe next year in place of daily dose where I release a church history podcast. Uh, and so for the next nine Sundays, uh, we are going to be picking, uh, certain historic events and we're going to be looking through them. And today we're going to look at reformation day. Now, we would be remiss to talk about Reformation Day with, without beginning uh, in 1483 uh, with the beginning of the birth of a man by the name of Martin Luther. Uh, Luther was born the 10th of November in uh, 1483, and uh, he had a relatively meager upbringing, uh, and he wasn't uh, highly... Uh, sought after. He was a monk. He, he, he did all these things. In fact, um, even the reason why he became a monk was really uh, shrouded in uh, legend, I should say. They believe that he was uh, walking across the courtyard one day uh, as he was studying law and a giant thunderstorm arose and he prayed uh, to God, God, if you let me survive this thunderstorm, uh, I will become a monk. And it said that he did uh, survive the thunderstorm. Now, uh, this is a great legend. However, historically, this is most likely not true. Um, and uh, if you read uh, Eric Metaxas's uh, biography of uh, Luther, you see a lot of this in that as well. But Luther was a man who was quite devoted to the scriptures. Uh, he was uh, taught that... You know, salvation, it, it, it could uh, it could only be given through God's grace. As he began to read the Bible, he began to see this. Uh, and, and so as we fast forward in time to 1517, we begin to see the church, the Catholic church, uh, twisting. And the, the end of the 1516s uh, into the 1517s, the church with a large with its large amount of debt begins to sell what are called indulgences for the rebuilding of St. Peter's. And so this is not new. They've done this in the past. This is something that they've done in the past to sell uh, indulgences. Uh, but they kind of, uh, they brought in a man who was uh, Johannes Tetzel, who, who was the greatest of the indulgence uh, salesmen. And, and so uh, his large... Uh, sing was, you know, as soon as the coin in the coffer rings, the soul from purgatory springs. And so 
going through uh, where we are, we, we travel to northeast Germany, uh, just south of Berlin, to a town called Wittenberg. This is where Luther was in 1517. He was in the town of Wittenberg. He was pastoring. He was he was a monk. He was doing all these things, and uh, this town of Wittenberg was was shattered when, on October 31st, 1517. Martin Luther approached the public bulletin boards. Now we we attribute this. He he nailed this to the church doors, um, more than likely. So in the uh, medieval church, there was what we would attribute to as like a public uh, bulletin board. If you had work, if you were selling things, if you uh, wanted to advertise your guitar lessons or your I'm sorry, fifteen seventeen your lute lessons. You would nail this to the bulletin board. And so what Luther did was he crafted 95 uh, treaties against what the church was doing. And he nailed that to the bulletin board, completely just shattering uh, what was to be known as the 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 what we would know now as the Protestant Reformation. Now, when Luther nailed those to the door... We seemingly wouldn't think much of it, but somebody had then copied those uh, and they spread like wildfire. Within the end of the week, uh, it said that they were already in the southern part of Germany. Uh, these treaties were the, the what we call the 95 Thesis. They were already spread uh, into South Germany up toward like Munich by the end of the week. Uh, and so somebody had took these and had made copies of of these to spread around. Now, what happened was as Luther began reading the the Bible and translating the Bible, uh, he was struck with this concept that a lot of what the church is, was doing was wrong. And so he came up with these theses. He, he, he came up to this idea that God was greater than the Pope, that there was really a huge divide, a huge dividend uh, between what was being taught uh, by the church today and what the Bible was actually uh, saying. This is why the Catholic Church came out, accused him of heresy. This is why Protestants, we we reign him as a uh, great leader because there was many times, in fact, we're going to talk about a moment in uh, one of them, the largest moment that you probably even learned about in history class, uh, because as a as a result of these ninety five theses, um, you know when Luther uh, Luther would would not appear, I guess, until fifteen eighteen for the first time against for charges against this, and he would be asked to recant, recant, recant. Uh, well, in fifteen twenty one, we would we would encounter an event. Uh, known as the Diet of Worms. Uh, so the Diet of Worms uh, is what I always used to get confused on in school as the Diet of Worms. Um, you know that we think of that, and of course, as a kid, I heard a Diet of Worms that was awesome. Uh, but this was the moment uh, when uh, Luther arrived in Worms uh, in uh, this this place of of uh uh of of worms which is actually in the southwestern 
part of Germany. And so he had to basically travel across the continent of Germany, uh, across the country of Germany uh, to get there. And as he's beginning to get there, uh, Charles V has agreed to hear uh, his his rebuttals and all of this. And, <clears throat> and so it was, um, when Luther arrived, it was, uh, a, he, he was just a simple monk and people were cheering. People were standing before this, the Holy Roman emperor, Charles V, and they were cheering for this monk and it infuriated the uppers. And uh, he he was immediately they they put a they put a stack of his books in front of him and they asked him and said are these are these your books? Um, and, and, and he asked he said yes these these are my books. And he they pushed him further and they said do you right now recant everything that is written uh, in these books? And Luther was absolutely shocked because. What the Diet of Worms was supposed to be was an opportunity for Luther to be able to defend his works, but what happened uh, was was not that at all. Uh, in fact, um, this was more like what we would consider as an unlawful trial. He was being uh, berated uh, for what he believed in, for what he uh, was doing, and so uh, he he said, "I you are asking me." Uh, as a whole, to recant all of this, and this I cannot do. He says, for this one, this book touches on the word of God. This one touches on the salvation of souls, and then this one of Christ. For me to deny any of this would be me to deny all of doctrine. He, he said, if you if you allow, if you told me to recant all of this, we have to recant Jesus. We have to say that Jesus Himself uh, was not true. And, and, and Luther angers the 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 prosecutor. He he actually angers it. And he says, "I beg you, give me give me one day, give me time to think." He says, "Give me time to think." You see, this was dangerous because Luther wasn't a spontaneous man. He wasn't able to just kind of off the cuff, uh, you know, celebrate and preach. But if he he was a powerful writer, if he had a moment to collect his thoughts. He was a dangerous, dangerous, uh, writer, uh, in, in, a, in, a, in terms of an opposition against the Catholic church. And so, um, the Charles V says that he will give him a day. He will give him a, a day to do it. And so, uh, Luther spent that evening in prayer and he, he prepared his response. And at 6 PM, uh, on April 18th, uh, 1521, he stood before this council. And, and sometimes I think this is, this is kind of twisted and, and not, uh, port- excuse me, portrayed correctly, but he stood there. He says, unless I am convinced by the testimony of scripture or by clear reason, because I cannot trust this council alone since it is known that they have already erred in their scripture. They have already, uh, I'm sorry. They've already erred and contradict themselves. I am bound by the scriptures I have cited for my conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot and will not recant. Otherwise, unless, unless an act of one's conscience, uh, to go against one's conscience is either safe nor right. 
I cannot stay. I I cannot do otherwise. Now this part is debated because this part seems to be added later in history. He says, "Here I stand." Uh, here I stand. May God help me. Some say, "Here I stand. I can do no other." Um, the 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 earlier part is the more historical, transcriptural, accurate uh, face of what we. Have. He, he says, here I stand. May God help me. Amen. And this shatters the Diet of Worms. The people explode. The people are rallying against him. People are, 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 uh, people are angry. The, of course, the prosecutors are angry at this point for Luther's standing and uh, for, for what happens. But we know this is the Diet of Worms is what the, the powder keg, I, th- I would say, that really ignites Europe into the Protestant Reformation. The 95 Thesis that we celebrate as Reformation Day when Luther first stood against and stood uh, up and said, this is something that we will we will, we will rally against, uh, was great. But the Diet of Worms was the moment that the powder keg just exploded in Europe. And, and we see... Uh, these pamphlets, these 95 treaties that, 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 uh, Luther had actually written, uh, just be passed throughout to the point where, uh, the, 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 the Roman emperor would actually go to war with the Protestants to try to wipe them out, uh, and, and find that everything he's doing is basically throwing gasoline on this giant Reformation fire that is happening uh, in Europe, and so October thirty first, we celebrate Halloween. But honestly, as a as someone who has read Luther's works, as someone who uh, is is truly Baptist through and through in my theology, I celebrate Reformation Day because it reminds me of the boldness that Luther took to stand against all odds, to stand when he would say himself here. Uh, am I the only one wise? Am I the only one who can see the wrongdoings that is happening uh, in this moment? And he would stand and he would say, here I stand. Uh, and, and may God help me. <laughs> Until you, if you can reason with me through the scriptures, I will recant. If not, don't even worry about it. I love Luther's boldness. But it's because of this man's boldness, who, which, by the way, he wasn't the the first. There was a man named John Hus that was that, that came a hundred years before Luther. Uh, that uh, he's gonna, we could podcast about him all day long too. But he came before Luther. So. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this. This is what we're going to be doing for the next nine Sundays uh, till we finish out this year and just dis- discover if this, this is something that we want to do next year. Do we want to do a, uh, a, a church history podcast next year? And so I hope you have a fantastic day and I'll see you tomorrow.